Hello and welcome back to Fish Tales by Fly Fish Adventures. I'm your host Jay Bartlett and today is a special episode as it's my birthday today. I wanted to do something special and exclusive for you guys listening to the show by giving you some gifts from myself. I've arranged two different surprise gifts that can be claimed via some instructions that I will reveal during today's show. So listen out for those as we go and make sure to get on them quick because they will be available in limited quantities. But for now, on today's episode, I'm going to be revisiting an article I wrote for Trout and Salmon in July 2017, focusing on my top six salmon flies for Baltic salmon and how the local anglers, and now myself, tie these flies in a slimmer and sparser profile than most of the flies you would get off of the shelf. As a new season's getting underway here in the UK, I would hope that shedding a little more light on these patterns and when to fish them will encourage more anglers to try them during the variable spring conditions we have here. I know Scandinavian flies have become more popular in the UK and other countries, but I still come across anglers who are turned off by them, believing they're too big and heavily dressed for most fishing conditions compared to the favourites we have already. However, while fishing in Swedish Lapland, I've met many anglers who are almost offended by a heavy dress pattern, unnecessarily so. It should go without saying that they still have a time and a place, but through regular fishing it's not on the menu. I've been lucky enough to learn from them gathering knowledge of patterns and sizes to use in various conditions. Most of the time we're fishing light, mobile, slim winged and translucent flies on the subsurface and sinking lines is a common practice in Sweden as well. Some like to add balance to their rig and flies by focusing weight at the front of the fly with cones or short metal tubes. We tie these flies from as big as 15 centimeters down to 1.5 centimeters, but an average size fly would probably be around four to eight centimeter range. Opting for the larger flies in colder, dirtier water or low light conditions, typical of spring or back end fishing. Um, then moving to smaller patterns as water temperatures rise or water clears and potentially even smaller in the brightest conditions. A handful selection of flies is usually all that's required. One pattern to blend with coloured water, one with clear water, one for sunlight, one pattern to stand out in the dirty water, another for low light and a general all-rounder. If you're a fan of sunray shadows or monkey star flies, you'll love fishing these um, because that's pretty much how we tie them, almost as slim as that. So first up is the renowned temple dog or patakorva, made famous by Håkan Norling and Michael Froden. Uh, the main colour is fiery brown with hints of orange, copper, gold, bronze, that sort of range, designed to blend into peat-stained waters. This is an all-round favourite in Scandinavia, and I know some anglers who only fish this pattern, changing sizes according to water temperature or light conditions, some even using a variant with more hot orange in the wing in decreased water clarity. I think this is called a Sierra Corva. Um, the preferred conditions for this fly are slightly coloured water with cloudy skies. My first summer guiding in Sweden on the Karleks River at York Fall, we had experienced rising water for a couple of days. And just as it started to drop off, we spotted fresh fish running the pools. 
one of my guests was trying to decide between a banana or a patakorva. And in the previous week, we had had quite a lot of success with patakorvas in these conditions. So I said to him, very sure of myself, obviously, uh, cloudy weather, patakorva. And 15 minutes later, his choice was rewarded with a spectacular fat 20 pound silver cockfish. Now, I know as well as the rest of you that that was a bloody lucky guess, but these guidelines do usually ring true. The next fly is the aforementioned banana fly, which I have found to be quite polarizing amongst anglers, very much a love or hate it pattern. Probably because this is the most variable yet one-dimensional fly in the box. The original was created by Michael Anderson and I believe it was the result of a yellow sunburst and olive dye mix to create a dirty dull yellow tone. There have been bright yellow, rich sunburst and dirtier olive variants because of this and most anglers have a personal preference but unanimously they would fish it in slightly dirty water and often in sunlight. I've lost count of the big fish that this fly's taken in these conditions but it's also been successful at sunrise and sunset when the first or last light hits the river. Most recently a potbelly pig version of this fly tied with pet cat whiskers had, that it shed produced a 50 pound plus outer fish for none other than Hawker and Norling. If you haven't seen that video go and check it out on YouTube on the Froden Flies channel it's immense. 128 centimeter absolute powerhouse. Next up is a fly when the water is gin clear and the sun is at its brightest. My pick is always the grey and green. I like both the olive and the chartreuse underwing variants with natural silver fox for the overwing. The pattern shimmers wonderfully in the sunlight but remains discreet with, uh, throughout the swing, revealing itself as light passes through it. It's a pattern to grab out of the box when everything else has failed. When the water rises, very small 1.5 to 3 centimeter versions can be deadly when fished in small pockets of oxygenated white water where the fish idle. So then what about high and dirty water? In Scandinavia, we usually experience these conditions in early season when the weather fluctuates between bright sunshine and heavy rainstorms. When the river rises and takes on the dirty colors and the sunlight is struggling to penetrate through the water column, only the biggest, brightest, meanest looking concoctions will do. I always reach for a green Highlander. I know what you're thinking. It's a fly that traditionally is associated with fair weather fishing but for me personally when I tie them I use fluorescent materials like bright orange bright yellow and chartreuse and that combination I don't think there's anything else that lights up like a Christmas tree and stays visible in the nastiest conditions. Fish it slowly and work the fly, making sure it has plenty of time to hover in the stream to tempt a fish. The perfect example of this came on a trip with Hook from Canada when we were visiting Camp Honker on a media trip to Linea River. One of the crew members, Charles, was fishing the home pool on the beach bank in high water using a big green highlander when suddenly he connected with a silver leopard right by the bank. Beautiful fish. Now, one of my favorite things about fishing in Scandinavia is the 24-hour sunlight. Fishing through the night with sun just hiding behind the trees is an awesome experience. Imagine like four to six hours of the fabled magic hour that we get here. 
I've come up with a favorite pattern for this time when the salmon are a little slow. Other than big sun rays or monkeys, this is the only other pattern that I will turn to and that's the nightcrawler. In truth, this fly was heavily inspired by a steelhead pattern using pink and purple converted into a salmon fly. It's an ultraviolet gargantuan designed to create a large distinct silhouette in the darkening and glow in the infrared spectrum of a migrating salmon's eyeline. And a side note, there's some really interesting info out there about how salmon species switch to infrared vision to run the rivers for spawning. I believe it has something to do with dealing with water clarity as an additional sense to lateral vibration, but there's a lot of info out there. It's well worth having a look at it. For this reason, I decided to add rubber legs to this particular pattern as well. Whenever I fish this pattern, I have Seek and Destroy by Metallica playing in my head. Fished high up or deep down, this fly tends to find them. Finally, my absolute favorite all-round go-to pattern for both Baltic and Atlantic salmon is the Willy Gun color combo of black, orange, and yellow and all of their variants. Many of northern Sweden's salmon rivers run from clear to a slightly peat-stained tinge, but most of its whiskey hue stems from a consistently dark riverbed, highlighted even more by a brilliantly sunny day. This makes combinations of yellows and oranges an absolute dream to fish with. My favorite variant in Scandinavian style tube form is a hybrid of a willy gun and a kinemoni killer. It has everything going for it. Black, orange, yellow, blue, and gold consistently produce fish throughout the short but intense Lapland summer season in sunny and cloudy conditions, as well as dirty or clear water. A good fly always comes with a great memory, and for me, this probably is my most memorable salmon fishing experience. Back in June 2016, fishing with the Hook crew at Schengisbrook on the Tawny River. We'd been fishing throughout the midnight sun, catching fish after fish as wave after wave of salmon ran the river. It's common during late June, early July for several thousand fish to run the Tawny River each day, adding up to between 50 and 100,000 fish per season. I can remember as the sun crept over the treetops, illuminating the boat and the island pools, the river was running cold, slightly coloured and high, perfect conditions for this time of year. Looking through my fly boxes, I realized I donated all my Kinemoni killers to friends and guests. So I quickly dived into the car with a clamp fly tying vise attached to the steering wheel and tied a fresh 8cm Kinemoni killer. Heading straight down for the island pool armed with a medium density sinking line to cut through the top water, I began to fish down the pool. I could see behind me that the film crew were interviewing Lars Monk, who was also fishing that week. I was thinking to myself, it would be hilarious if I hooked fish right now. Well, several casts later, my reel was screaming as a sparkling 18-pound henfish began somersaulting through the air. It was the classic spot casting behind the island into the slack water. A fun story from there uh, happened a year after when Ian Fairgreave and Scott McKenzie were both fishing here. And Ian had passed Scott a rod to try with a new line system on it. And in the first cast, Scott hooked into a 32-pound cockfish. Can you imagine? Not sure Ian's actually forgiven him yet. <laughs> anyway, this fish liked to run upstream across the river, so I had to wind really quickly to catch up to the fish, watching the line rip across the water in a belly that the fish had created, all while it continued to dive bomb into the white water beside me. 
finally in full contact with my rod facing upstream, the fish turned and ran back down to the bottom of the pool. After a careful battle, because I was nervous as hell not to screw up on camera, Lars tailed the fish, and my first look at the fish was with my new Kinemoni killer buried in its scissors. Elated by the whole experience, I propped my rod against the tree and watched as another guest fished through the boat pool. Within minutes, he had landed another fish, and this time it was on a grey and green. But shortly after that, Lars spotted more fish entering the pool, and hungry to get in on the action himself, he grabbed my rod and went down. Shortly after that, he was into another acrobatic Baltic beauty. As he brought it into the bank, there were huge smiles all around, but none wider than my own. Seeing yet another fish fall to the Kinemoni killer within an hour of the fly coming off the vice. Those are the moments I love and will stay with me forever. So that's six of my go-to patterns. If you want to give them a try, tie them in slim sunray monkey style, keeping the wing height down also. It helps to have a stiffer underwing with a softer overwing. I would seriously consider having these in your box to try in the variable conditions you might find yourself in down by the river. Especially if no one else is using them, it might just be that different something that does it. Okay, the time has come to reveal some gifts that I want to give to you for being generally awesome and giving this podcast a shot. Your support makes a huge difference. Please share it with your fishing buddies. Subscribe and go and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Fly Fishing Adventures. There's a visual version of these podcasts coming soon, as well as lots of fishing and fly tying videos. There's a good number already there that are well worth watching, including guest hires from Stuart Foxall and Dennis O'Toole. So first up, as I turn 28 today, I'm giving away 28 packs of the tube flies from this episode. That's one of each six patterns, Patagorva, Banana, Grey and Green, Green Highlander, Nightcrawler and Kinemoni Killer that I have tied personally. These are available on a first come first serve basis and you can claim them by direct messaging me on any social media platform or emailing to flyfishscandinavia at gmail.com. I hope those of you that receive these will put them to good use or just inspire you to tie your own. Um, second, my friends over at Spay Brothers have very kindly set up a discount offer code for their store. It's 20% off anything in the shop. They have really cool apparel, flies and fishing gear. And of course, their brilliant Top Salmon Flies book, of which there are two editions. It's a really great book for the coffee table, especially if you love salmon flies and a bit of fishing history. In addition to this, anyone who takes advantage of this offer on the Spay Brothers store will also receive the pack of flies I'm giving away from this episode you can visit them at spaybros.com and the promo code is ffajay20 the store is spaybros.com s-p-e-y-b-r-o-s.com promo code ffajay20 the guys at spay brothers will let me know who has used the code so i can send you the flies Thank you so much again for listening. Please get in touch to let me know what you think about this podcast and any suggestions for topics and guests you would like to feature on the show. I'm working on the first round of guests right now, so it won't be long before our first guest joins us. So stay tuned for that. This was Fish Tales. I have been Jay Bartlett and I'll catch you all very soon. And as always, tight lines. <laughs>